Shalom to all. Today's office is Megillah Chav Zayin. We are starting Chav Avonu Bey is the second to last line, the first word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lilu Nishmas. Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lilu Nishmas, Mars Freyda, Chayo, Beilo, Basar, Yitzchok, Tzvi, Her Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. And we continue talking about Halachas of Beis Knesses. For Amr, Papi, Mishmei, Durav, Papi says in the name of Rav, Mi Bey Knesh, Lobey, Rabban, and Shari. If you want to take a shul and turn it into base measures, that's permitted. That's because it's elevating its Kedusha. But Mi Bey Rabban, Lobey, Knesh, to Usher, taking a base measure and turning it into a shul, that's Usher. That's because it's lowering the Kedusha. Ask the Gemara, Papa, Mishmei, Durav, of Papa taught in the name of Rava the exact opposite. So I'm Ravacha, he says, It's more logical to say like Rav Papi that you're allowed to take a shul and turn into base measures. So Rabbi Shimon ben Levi, Rabbi Shimon ben Levi says, Beis Knesses mutal asayis base measures shma amino. Beis Knesses allowed to be turned to base measures. So here we have it: a shul is allowed to be turned to base measures, but not the opposite way. And Darsh Parkapar Darsh in the following: My dechsev was pshat on the pasuk regarding the destruction of Beis Hamikdash. Ve'yisrof his Beis Hashem, he burnt the house of Hashem, his Beis Hamelach, and the house of the king. Ve'as kol bat Yerushalayim and all the houses of Yerushalayim. Ve'as kol bat his gadol sarf ba'ish entire big house he burnt in fire. So Beis Hashem, what's that referring to? Is a Beis Hamikdash? That's Beis Hamikdash. Beis Hamelach Elu Patron Shemelach. That's referring to the king's palace. Ves Kol Bat Yerushalayim and all the houses of Yerushalayim Kemashman. Exactly as it sounds, the houses of Yerushalayim were burned. Ves Kol Bat His Gadol Sarf Beish. What's that referring to? The big house he burnt in fires. So Biachim of Shuban Levi they argue about this. Chadam or one of them says that what's by His Gadol Makom Shemagalim by Torah and this is referring to Beis Medrash. The Chadam or one of them says Makom Shemagalim by Tefillah and this is talking about Beis Knesses. Madamar Torah. How does he know that by His Gadol is referring to Torah? The Chavit says in the pasuk Hashem Chafetz Laman Sidkai Yagdil Torah Viyadir to increase Torah and strengthen. It, so we see this lashon of Gedula by Tyra. Oman Damar Tefillah, the one that says talking about Tefillah, the Chesiv, the pasuk says, "Sapro na, please relate to me Hagadolos, all the great things Asher Asa Elisha that Elisha did, and Elisha David Barachmi who David. The only way that Elisha accomplished all the great things that he did was through Tefillah. So we see that Tefillah is called Gadol. And to time Rabbi Shua ben Levi who the Amar Malkam Shemagalim by Tyra, let's conclude that it's Rabbi Shua ben Levi that says that we're talking about a place where there's Tyra meaning base Medrash. The Rabbi Shua ben Levi he says base Hakanesis Motel Hashem base Medrash. A base Knesses is allowed to be turned to base Medrash. So we see that base Medrash is greater than a base Knesses. Shema Mino, we have a and we said in Mishnah, if they sold the Sefer Torah, then they're not allowed to buy a Sfarim, they're not allowed to go down in Kedusha and buy a Nevi'im and Ksuvim with it. But now we ask you, what about selling an old Sefer Torah and buying a new Sefer Torah with it? Since you're not going up in Kedusha because it's a Sefer Torah for Sefer Torah, Asr, so it would be Asr. Since there is no way to go up in Kedusha because there is nothing higher than a Sefer Torah, so you're allowed to exchange it for another Sefer Torah. So Tashma, we have an attempt to arrive from Mishnah, which we said, if a Torah was sold, you're not allowed to buy Svarim, which is talking about Nevi'im Suvim. Svarim Hudala, you're not allowed to buy Nevi'im Suvim. Hatayra Batayra Shaper Dami, but you are allowed to buy another Tyra if you sold the Tyra. So the Gemara answer is not a Raya. Masis and Diyavid. Our Mishnah is talking about Bidiyavid. Bidiyavid, if you sold a Sefer Tyra, now you have nothing to buy with it, so you could buy another Sefer Tyra with it. Kikami Baila and Lechatchila. Our whole question is Lechatchila, are you allowed to sell a Sefer Tyra to buy another Sefer Tyra with it? So Tashma, another tempted Raya. Wave of Bryce that says, Gailin Sefer Tyra Mitbuchas Chumashin. You're allowed to roll a Sefer Tyra up with the cloths that you usually roll Chumashim up with. Remember, Chumashim is just talking about an individual scroll just with one Chumash in it. And you're allowed to wrap up an individual chumash with the cloths that are usually used to wrap up nevim So, however, we did learn over here that you are allowed to roll up a sefer tara with these cloths that you usually roll up chumashim with. So, what do we see from here? You're only allowed to use the mitpachas, the cloths that are used to wrap up a chumash, which is something of lower kedusha, and you're bringing the kedusha up by wrapping a sefer tara with it. But you're not allowed to use the cloths that are usually used for a different sefer tara for this sefer tara. So we see you're not allowed to sell a Sefer Torah for a different one. So my answer is that's not a riot because Ema Sefer, what about the end of that same rice of But what do we learn from there? That implies that you would be allowed to take the cloth that's used for one Sefer Torah and wrap a different Sefer Torah with it. So Gemara says, you're right. You know, we can't learn from that Brisa. So Tashma, we have another attempted riot. The Brisa says, You're allowed to take a Sefer Torah and place it on top of another Sefer Torah. You're allowed to take a Sefer Torah and place it on top of a Chumash, again, meaning an individual scroll, either with Bereshis, Shmais, Vikrab, and Minbar, Dvarim, 
Ksuvim relied a place of Chumash on top of your Ksuvim. But we see from the beginning of the Brai, so that you're allowed to take a Sefer Tyra and place it on top of another Sefer Tyra. So it must be that you're allowed to sell a Sefer Tyra and buy another Tyra with it. The Gemara says, You're talking about placing one thing on top of another? Shani Hanacha, the light Hanacha is different because there is no other way. What are you supposed to do? Take a Sefer Tyra and not place it on top of anything? You don't have space for it. If you don't say that, how do you even roll up a Sefer Tyra? One page is resting on top of its friend. When you roll up a Sefer Tyra, so you have the outer cloth, which is resting on the inner cloth, and that's like placing one Sefer Tyra on top of another, there is no way to go about doing it besides for that. So that's why Hanacha is not a Raya. Since when you roll up a Sefer Tyra, there is no other way to roll it up other than having one page on top of another. So Hachanami Soto over here, by placing one Sefer Tyra on top of another, there is no other way to do it. So you're allowed to place one Sefer Tyra on top of another, but that's not a Raya that you're allowed to sell a Sefer Tyra and buy another one with that money. Tashma, another tempted Raya. A person is not allowed to sell an old Sefer Tyra to buy a new one. The Gemara says not a Raya. That whole case is because of negligence. It's very possible that you're going to end up selling that old Sefer Tyra and you're not going to end up buying a new one. So that's why we say you're not allowed to sell an old one to buy a new one. Kiko Amrin, and what's our question? It's written and it's waiting to be redeemed. My, what's the halacha? Meaning we have three people in a room. The person that owns this old Sefer Tyra, you have the antique dealer that's ready to buy it from him right now. He's got cash in hand. And then you have the Cypher that wrote a new Sefer Tyra and he has it sitting on the table waiting to be purchased. All he needs is the money. Is that permissible? Are you allowed to take that money and exchange it for the new one? So Tashma, we have another attempted riot. He says, You're only allowed to sell a Sefer Tyra if you need to learn Tyra or if you need to get married. We see from here that you are allowed to sell a Tyra to learn Tyra. So it's basically selling a Tyra to go buy another Tyra. So my answer is, Dilma Shani Talmud. Perhaps learning Tyra is different. Shatalmud Mevil De Maisa because learning Tyra brings you to Maisa, brings you to actual action, performance of mitzvahs. And that's why you'd be allowed to sell a Tyra to learn Tyra because perhaps learning Tyra is on a greater level than having Sefer Tyra. And Ishanami also selling a Tyra to get married. Perhaps that's also different because the Pasuk says, He didn't create the world to be empty. He created it to be inhabited. And therefore, it's so important to get married and inhabit the world with many Yiddish kinderlach. Perhaps you're not allowed to sell one tire to buy another tire. So, we have our final raya. A person's not allowed to sell a Sefer Tyre. Even though he doesn't need the Sefer Tyre, he has five Sefer Tyre. He doesn't need all five of them. He's not allowed to sell one of them. Yes, or Al-Kain, more than that, even if a person doesn't have what to eat, and he sold his Sefer Tyre, Aibita or sold his daughter. We know that a person's allowed to sell their daughter if she's a certain age. He's never going to see Simon Bracha from that money. He's going to end up losing that money in a different area of his life. So we see a person's not allowed to sell a Sefer Tyra even if he wants to buy another Sefer Tyra. And we said in the Meshav Echin, even with the leftover money, and the example that we gave was let's say he sold Nevi Miksuvim. So let's say he had $50,000 and 40 of it went to go buy a new Sefer Tyra. That other 10,000 is not allowed to be used for whatever he wants. He has to use that towards the purchase of another Sefer Tyra. Amarava, he says, That's only if he sold these and he had some money left over. However, if they collected money for the purchase of a new Sefer Tyra and they happen to have had money left over, mutters, then that leftover money is allowed to be used for whatever they want. But now he has a question. The Bryce says, When was it said? That's only if they didn't make a stipulation. If they made a stipulation that they want to use that money for whatever they want, they're even allowed to use it for Dechsosia. And we're going to talk about in a moment what Dechsosia is. So now Abayah analyzes and he's going to ask his question. Hey, me, what exactly is the Bryce talking about that you can make a stipulation? And because that stipulation, you're allowed to use the money for whatever you want. Elim, if you want to say Shemachu Vaisiru, that they sold these in Nevi as our example was, and they had some money left over, Kihisnu Mayhava, who cares if they made a stipulation? Our Mishnah said before that if you sold something at a certain level of Kedusha, you're only allowed to use that money for something of higher Kedusha. It doesn't make a difference if you have some money left over. So Elam must be that what's the Brasso talking about? Shagavu Vaisiru, that if you collected money and you had money left over, so then you're allowed to use that money for whatever you want, but that's time of the Hisnu, that's 
only because you had made a special stipulation. However, they did not make that special stipulation. They're not allowed to use it for whatever they want. And Rav implies that you are allowed to use it for whatever you want, even without this stipulation. So Gemara says, The brass is actually talking where you sold something and you had some money left over. And this is what's being said. One was said, This is only if it wasn't sold by the seven important councilmen with the permission of all the townspeople. However, if these seven councilmen sold it and they made the stipulation with all the permission of the townspeople, so then I feel then even for the chsosya, it's completely permitted to use these extra funds. And now what's the chsosya? Abai told one of the rabbis that used to teach over brasses in front of Rav Sheshes, Did you ever hear from Rav Sheshes what the chsosya is? So the person answered him, This is what Rav Sheshes said, It's the town rider. This was a person who was designated to ride his horse to the leaders of the town to bring messages back and forth from the people of town to the leaders. So that's what the chsosya is. It's a lotion of horse of sus. So we see that we're allowed to use this money even for the chsusya to pay this fellow's wages even if we had sold svarim or something chashev that's because there was the stipulation as long as we had extra money and we made a stipulation that's okay and now that Abai got such a good answer Amr Abai he says therefore this young Tamaruko scholar that heard something but he doesn't know the explanation of it he should ask someone who usually spends time by the Rabba because it's not possible that this person didn't hear an explanation from this great man and now another halacha which doesn't seem to be connected to what we've been learning previously. He says, so you have people of one city and they went to a different city. People from Yerushalayim went to Bnei Brak. And now the people of Bnei Brak, the Gabay Tzedakah Bnei Brak said, you have to give Tzedakah. We know that back in the day they had this ability to force everyone in that town to give Tzedakah. So Nisan, those people from Yerushalayim, they have to give Tzedakah to the Gabay Tzedakah Bnei Brak. However, now when they're leaving, they're going back to Yerushalayim. They're actually allowed to get their money back. It's refunded to them. They bring it back with them to Yerushalayim. And then they give it out to the people of their city. They could give it out to the poor people of Yerushalayim. Now, why is it they would have to give tzedakah? It's not specifically they actually have to give a tzedakah. It's just that it doesn't look good if everyone else is giving and they're not giving. And Tanya, not mehachah. We have a brisa just like this. You have people of one city went to a different city. And now there was this tzedakah tax placed on them. Nice, and they have to give that money. However, when they're leaving that city, they're able to bring that money with them. However, if you have an individual that went from one city to another, and they made him give tzedakah. So then it's given to the poor people of that city and he doesn't get that money refunded. He's not able to bring it back with him to distribute it to the poor people of his city. And now a story about that. Rav Huna Gazar Tanisa, Rav Huna, he was Gazar Tainus, a fast day, and all the Gaber of Chanabar Chanilai, Vachabne Masay, Rav Chanilai, and all the people of his city, it was an adjoining city, they were nearby, they all came to be part of this fast. And Ramolai Tzedakah, the people of Rav Huna's town, said that everyone has to give Tzedakah. So Viyavu, they gave that money for Tzedakah. But Kibal Lemesi, when they wanted to go back to their town, Amrulay, they told Rav Huna, nice fellow give us our money back, and we're going to go, and we're going to give that money to the people of our town. He told them, Tanino, we learned the following, when was this said that you're allowed to get your money back, bring it to your city, and give it to the poor people of your city? That's only if there's no meaning there isn't in the city which you currently are in, that's in charge of all the tzedakah, and people trust him. However, if there is a over there, the people trust to take care of all the affairs of the city, so then that money has to be given to that and you're not able to bring it back to your city. For sure, says Rav Huna, your Aniyam and my Aniyam all rely on me. Rav Huna was active in giving out tzedakah not only in his city, but even in their city, so therefore, when they gave him money, he actually was able to keep it and give it out to the people of his city or whoever he wanted to, and he didn't have to give it back to them to bring to their city. And back to the Lachas of Beis the mission says, You're not allowed to sell a public shul for private use. That's because it's lowering the Kedusha of the shul. That's Rameir's opinion. It used to 
to be that everyone's using the shoal, and now you have this one person who's using it as his private shoal. So Amrulai, they told him, the Chum told him, Imkain, if so, you shouldn't be allowed to sell a shoal that was really in a big city, and now it's going to be moved to the small city, and you know that you are allowed to do that. And now the Gemara addresses this. Shapir Kamrulai, Rabban, or Mayor. It seems to be the Rabban, and have a good question on Rav Mayor. So Rav Mayor, he would explain, Originally it was Kadesh because it's being used in a big city, and now even though it's in a small city, it's still Kadesh, but like a when it goes from the Rabbim to a Yachid, there's no Kedusha. That's because you have the Rabbim using it, and there's Kedusha being said in it, and there's many holy things being done in it. However, now that a Yachid's using it, he's using it as a private shoulder, isn't a minion there. There's no Kedusha happening. There's no Devarm Shai Kedusha that needs 10 people that are happening in there, and therefore you're not allowed to sell it from public to private use. Now, for Rabbanan, they would respond to that. If we actually have to suspect for that, so we have to be worried about the following also when we're selling the shul from the big city to the small city, because of that. If we're going to have to be concerned over a dropping Kedusha, namely many people using it as a shul versus an individual using it. So we also have to be concerned for Reva Majus Melech. The more people in a shul, the more Kavit Hashem, and we shouldn't be allowed to sell a shul from a big city to a small city, even though there's still going to be a minion there. At the end of the day, there's not going to be as many people, so there should be an issue over there too. And since there's no issue going from a big city to a small city, so then there's no issue selling a shul for private use either. And the mission continues, Ein Mechon Beis Knesses El Al Tanai Sheim Yertu Yachziru Dev Rav Meir. Rav Meir says you're not allowed to sell a shul except if it's on the condition. There's a stipulation very clearly that if they want to go back, they can buy their shul back. Because it's not covered to a shul to sell it completely. It's as if it's just a monetary transaction. Like, we don't really care about this shul. We just want money for it. So it has to be there's a stipulation that if they want to buy it back, they can buy it back. It shows that they really love their shul and they don't want to sell it. They say, you could sell it forever. It's a complete sale. You're not able to go back on it. You're just not allowed to sell it for one of four things. You're not allowed to sell it as a bathhouse, or for a tannery. You're not allowed to use it as a mikvah. You're not allowed to sell it for a bathhouse, which either means a laundromat or as a urinal. Now, every Hudaimer, he says, You could sell your shul as a chutz, as just a regular courtyard, but the one that buys it, he could do whatever he wants with it. Now, the Gemara asks, According to mayor, how do they live in it? Now, they're not living in the shul, they're using it as a shul, but how's it possible that they're using it as a shul if they're able to go back on it? If those people that sold the shul are able to buy it back, so then the people who bought the shul shouldn't be allowed to use it. Why is that? Because of Havale Ribis. It's Ribis. It's a problem of Ribis. What's the issue? Because let's say the shul sellers decide to buy their shul back after a year. So it turns out that the buyers used it for free that whole year, turns out that the money they paid for it originally was just like a loan, meaning it's as if they loaned it to the sellers for a year and received the use of the shul in exchange for that loan, and that's ribbis. So Rabbi Yechon, the answer is Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir actually holds like Rabbi Yehuda, he says, if there's only one option of ribbis in this whole transaction, so then it's permitted. Meaning, if only one potential outcome would be ribbis issue, then there's no problem. So here, if the sellers choose to buy it back, then there's a ribbis issue, as we just explained. But if they leave it, then there's no ribbis. It's just a regular sale. That's Sad Echad Baribis. Only one potential outcome is going to turn out to be ribbis, so that's a permitted transaction. Let's say a person owed his friend money, and then he sold his field to him. Namely, Reuven owed Shimon money and gave him his field, stipulating that if the loan isn't paid by a certain time, then Shimon can keep his field as payment. So, if the Meicher, the seller, which is Reuven, he's the one that owes the money, if he's able to eat the fruit, mutter, so then you're allowed to go about the sale. But like, if the buyer, the one that actually is owed the money, if he's able to eat this fruit, then that's usher. And Rabbi Huda Imer, he argues and says, I feel like Echel Peres Mutter, even if like he eats the fruit, so it's still permitted. And Amr Rabbi Huda, he tried to bring a riot for his Shita, Maisa Basis Ben Zun, and there's a story with this person, that he actually made his feeling to Mecher, he went through the situation, Rabbi Lazar Ben Azariah gave it his stamp of approval, and that was a story with like Kech was able to eat the fruit. So Amr Lai, they told him, Misham Raya, that's a Raya, Meicher Echel Peres Haya, that was a story of the Meicher eating the fruits, Veloy Lai and not Lai Now, my be now, what exactly is the whole Machlekes over here? Whether the Lai is allowed to eat the fruit or the Meicher 
was only allowed to eat the fruit, that's tzad echad bribis The whole machlekes is whether tzad echad bribis is an issue. Mar savar tzad echad bribis mutter. Kornch abihu that tzad echad bribis is mutter. And umar savar tzad echad bribis aser. And the Tanakhama holds that tzad echad bribis is aser. So how does the tzad echad bribis work over here? If Reuven defaults on the loan and Shimon gets to keep the field, then the fruits Shimon has been eating the whole time were always his retroactively. However, if Reuven scrapes together that money and keeps his field at the end of the day, then it turns out that the fruit eaten by Shimon was ribis. So that's tzad echad bribis, and we have this machlekes. Now Rav Amr he says the kolyama tzad echad bribis aser. Everyone agrees that tzad echad bribis is aser. V'hacha ribis almanas lahachzir ikibanei. Over here the machlekes is ribis almanas lahachzir. They made the stipulation that if it turns out that there's going to be ribis here, I'll give you that money back. I'll give you the fruits back, and there's not going to be any ribis. The machlekes is whether or not that's okay. Myers of a ribis almanas lahachzir mutter. That's Rabbi Huda and a myers of aser. One holds that it's aser. But either which way, Rav Meir doesn't hold that this situation with the shul and the ability to buy it back is a ribis issue because he holds like Rabbi Huda. And the Mishnah said, Ocham Eimer Meichan Eisem Emker Eilim. You could sell this shul as a complete sale. And Amar Vihuda Mershmul he says, Motel Adam Hashin Ma'im Sayich Dalad Amos Shal Tefila. A person is allowed to urinate within Dalad Amos of where they davened. And Amar Vihuda Ma'ik Hamash Blan. What's the Chiddush in that halacha? Taninu. We already learned that in our Mishnah. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda said in our Mishnah, Meichan Eisel Hashem Chater. You could sell a shul, and the purpose is just to be used as a chater. Lekech Mashir Tzayase. And the one who bought it is allowed to use it for whatever he wants, meaning he could even urinate in this place where the shul was. And Vafila Rabban like Amri the Rabban only limited what you're allowed to sell a shul for, and they said you're not allowed to sell it for a bathroom. Elabes Aknesos. That's only talking about a regular established shul. The Kviyah Kedusha say because its kedusha is established, it's a regular shul, so its kedusha is established. Avol Dalad Amos, but any Dalad Amos that people davened in, you happen to have had a minion outside in a parking lot. That's Dalad Amos where they davened in. Delay Kviyah Kedusha Sayu. That doesn't have a set kedusha lay. Even the Chachamim would say that you actually are allowed to urinate in that spot because it doesn't have a set kedusha there. And Tani Tana Kamei Rav Nachman Abrasi was taught in front of Rav Nachman Hamaspala. If a person davens Marchik Dalad Amos, he has to distance himself four Amos from that spot. Umashin, then he can urinate. Vahamashin, if a person urinated, Marchik Dalad Amos from his spell, he has to distance himself four Amos from where he just did that, and then he can daven. Amr Leis, Rav Nachman told a person that taught him this b'risa, Bishleim Hamashin, Marchik Dalad Amos from his spell. I understand if a person urinated, he now has to distance himself four Amos, and then daven. Tanina, we learned that in Mishnah, Mesachas Brachas, Kamayachik Mehenu Minatsaya, how much does a person have to distance himself from urine or from excrement? Dalad Amos, that's four Amos. Elamas, Spal, Marchik Dalad Amos, Umashin, Lamali, if a person was davening and now he wants to urinate, why is it that he has to distance himself for Amos and only then he's allowed to urinate? Ihachi, if you want to say that, that means that you've been Makadesh, you sanctified all the pathways of Narda, because every single pathway of Narda for sure at one point in time had someone davening there, which would mean that you wouldn't be allowed to urinate anywhere along any of the pathways of Narda because at some point in time someone davened there. So an explanation is given, Tini Yishhe, it means that a person has to wait the amount of time it takes to walk for Amos. It doesn't mean that he actually has to walk away for Amos from where he just davened. So now we analyze we understand if a person just urinated he should wait the amount of time it takes to walk for Amos because of the little sprinklets to come afterwards so he wants to make sure that it doesn't get on his clothing but if a person just davened why is it that he should wait the amount of time it takes to walk for Amos and only then he's allowed to urinate if he finished davening he should be allowed to urinate right away so Amr Vashi answers should call Dalad Amos because the amount of time it takes to walk Dalad Amos his tefillah is still in his mouth he's still davening a little bit and his lips are still moving. You know, after you take three steps back for Shemayin Esrei, so maybe you kind of finish davening, but you're still saying that he ruts in afterwards. It's kind of like that. The person stopped davening, but his lips are still moving, saying words of tefillah, so therefore he should wait the amount of time it takes to walk for Amis, and only then he should urinate, because then for sure he stopped davening. Now, the beginning of this next sogya has to do with what we were just talking about, and that's how we're able to segue into it. Shalu Talmidav is Rabbi Zakir. Rabbi Zakir's Talmidim asked him, yamim. How, Why were you zeichet to have a richas yamim? Why were you zeichet to live so long? Amalami told him, I never urinated with in Dalad Amos of Tefillah. So here we have it. That has to do with our previous sogya. Now, Rabbi Zakin continued, I never called my friend a nickname of Levi Tati Kiddush Hayyim 
and I never didn't make Kiddush on Shabbos on wine. And Ima Zakein Haisali, my mother was very old, and Pam Achas Machar Kiddush Shabbosha. One time she sold her headkerchief Veviyali Kiddush Hayim, and she brought me wine for Kiddush. I didn't make Kiddush on bread; I made Kiddush on wine. And Tanu was taught in Nebraska. Shemesu, when his mother died, he nichalai gimel meos garbayayin. She left him three hundred barrels of wine. And Shemesu, who when he died, he niach lebanov. He left for his kids shloishas alafim garbayayin three thousand barrels of wine. Now if Huna Asar Risa, he was wearing some sort of belt made out of rubber or something like that. V'koy kamei deravin, he was in front of Rav. Amalei, Rav asked him, "My hi, what is this? Why aren't you wearing a normal belt? Why are you wearing this like rubber belt?" Amalei, he said, "Loi havali kedusha. I didn't have any kiddush wine. Mashkanti lemyane, so I gave my belt as a mashka and I borrowed money and I gave my belt for that. Vasai be kedusha, and I was able to buy kiddush with that." Amalei, he said, "Yehi ravich be Hashem's will, desitum b'shiroi, that you should be wrapped in silk." And keichel Rabba berei, when Rabba his son got married, so Rav Huna inish gutzahava. Rav Huna was a short man. Gana puria, he was sleeping on the bed. Asin benosve kalase, his daughter and daughters-in-law came. Shalchan v'shadin manayhu alei. They took all their silk garments and they threw them on top of him until he was completely wrapped in silk. So here we have it. Rav's bracha came true. Shama Rav. Rav heard about this and he got upset at Rav Huna. He told Rav Huna, When I blessed you, why didn't you tell me also to you? Since this was an auspicious time in Shemayim, clearly my bracha was fulfilled. So if you would have said and also to you, so that bracha would have been fulfilled with me as well. And Shalot Talmidim of Rabbi Ben Shemua, the Talmidim asked Rabbi Lazar Ben Shemua, Why were you Zeichat Harichas Yamim to live a long life? He told them, I never made the shul a shortcut. I never cut through the shul because I just need to get to the other side. And I never stepped on the heads of the holy nation, which means I never came in late to the base medrash. If he would have come in late to the base medrash, then he would have had to walk past everyone who was sitting on the floor and would have looked like he was stepping on their heads. So that means he never came in late to the base medrash. And I never did I never did without a bracha. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up with the same theme tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day. Day.